MC Lobshire, the host of the Cash Ninja podcast and also the president and chief wealth and investment strategist of Producers Wealth, where we help our clients integrate cash flow banking, also known as infinite banking, with their business and investments. If you're interested in learning more about how we create strategies that integrate cash flow banking and investments to turbocharge them, you can access a video series at yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Here is your host inside the dojo, MC Laubscher. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobsher here. Welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today. And in today's show, we're going to look at how to invest in city-specific real estate funds in the world's best markets. I'm joined in this episode by my guests, Janine Yorio and Jesse Stein from Compound. Janine has over two decades of experience at the intersection of real estate and consumer brands. She was previously head of acquisitions and development for Andre Balaz Standards Hotels and before was a portfolio manager at real estate private equity firm North Star Capital. She has managed over $250 million in multifamily and residential condo investments. Over the course of her career, she has managed over $2 billion in real estate investments. Jesse oversees real estate investment and operations and new products for Compound. Previously, Jesse was a founding member and chief operating officer of ETRE Financial, a real estate information technology company, where he developed a trading platform specifically designed for real estate securities and partnered with NASDAQ on a series of REIT indexes. He has a background in real estate acquisitions for REITs and also equities trading. I'm excited to learn more about Compound and the opportunities and value that they provide for investors. MC Lobshire, the creator and host of the Cashflow Ninja and president of Producers Wealth. And I'm on a mission to help you achieve economic and financial freedom as quickly as possible. I achieve this by integrating the infinite banking concept with real estate investments to increase your efficiency and returns and recapture cash flow that you're not even aware of that you're losing. I share the number one strategy for investors in my holistic wealth creation course at yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Janine and Jesse, welcome to the show. Hi, MC. How are you? Hi, MC. Fantastic. Uh, very excited to connect with you guys and, and having you on. I think a good place for us to start is to just share a little bit about yourselves and your background and your journey with my listeners. Sure, that sounds great. Well, my name is Janine Yorio. And I have been working in real estate investment for the last 20 or so years. After I graduated from college, I moved to New York City. I was from a small town before that. And I've lived here um, in and around New York City for a few decades now. And while I've lived here, I've been investing professionally, but I've been watching a lot of my friends who aren't professional investors buy apartments in the city. And as a result, um, just due to their good timing or sheer dumb luck, they've made a lot of money just from having bought and owned those apartments. 
And what I've realized is that Manhattan real estate investing is a brilliant investment for the few people who can afford to do it. And what we've tried to build here at Compound is a way for more people to access that investment class so that other people can create wealth the same way I've watched my peers create wealth, which is buying and holding Manhattan real estate for the long term. Hi, this is Jesse Stein. Um, I have a background in uh, trading equities as well as real estate investment banking. And for the last six or so years, I've been creating innovative real estate products and building trading platforms and uh, met Janine uh, a couple of years back. And we had very similar views on uh, investing in New York City, in Manhattan, and uh, a need to bring a product to market that allowed uh, more than just the ultra-wealthy to participate in Manhattan real estate. So uh, what we're doing at Compound is uh, creating real estate uh, funds, each with a city-specific investment target that really provides investors with the ability to target specific asset classes and geographies with the initial fund being a Manhattan residential focused fund. One of the things that the the that I've seen that you guys are are implementing and just doing a little bit of research for year two is giving people an opportunity to invest in real estate where home prices are beyond reach for most people, as you've mentioned. Um, I think if you can elaborate a little bit just more exactly of, of what Compound is, what it does, um, and then maybe also tie into a different approach. Uh, which uh, is a little bit, uh, well, uh, something unique that you share, the RETFs and what they are. So Compound is at its core a technology company. We are a distribution platform that sells a new investment product called RETFs. RETFs combine the portfolio diversification of a REIT with the thematic and liquid attributes of an ETF. So our first RETF that we've launched is a Manhattan residential-focused RETF. And what we do through Compound is sell shares in the RETF itself. The RETF goes out and makes investments in real estate, specifically Manhattan residential real estate. And the investors who buy shares own shares in that portfolio. And the, you know, the core aspects of the RETF are to provide access and exposure to investors for these core markets. Uh, I've lived in New York my entire life. I've watched the real estate market. Uh, really run away from certain people and also at the same time pressure people into uh, buying when they might not necessarily be ready to buy. So this is a way for people to realize the same economic benefits of ownership in these major markets, whether it's Manhattan, Miami, San Francisco, Los Angeles, etc., um, without necessarily having to spend millions of dollars of buying a an apartment or a house on their own. The average home price in Manhattan is like three to ten times the average price of housing elsewhere. And as a result, people do a lot of crazy things when they live and work here in order to accommodate how expensive it is to get on that real estate ownership ladder. We have people on our team who've made relationship decisions on the basis of real estate just because it's so expensive to live here. And we're giving people an alternative that gives them a step on that ladder without having to pony up the $500,000 or million dollars you need to put down in order to buy a one or two bedroom apartment here in Manhattan. <laughs> I just, when you just said that, I almost just uh, choked here on this side of the microphone too. 
Isn't it crazy how expensive these cities are? I mean, New York, San Francisco, Miami, and, and, and so forth. What, what do you think is some of the, the major things that have driven these prices to uh, what's, what's the speed in Star Wars? Ludicrous speed? Or well, I mean, if, you at, if you look at Manhattan, for example, it's an yeah. island. I mean, it's a 22-square-mile island with an 830-acre park at the center of it. So there's a scarcity value. And all of the, the transportation infrastructure from all around the tri-state area and even all around the country is designed to get people to the heart of Manhattan so that they can come work here and do business here. So there are a million reasons for people to live, work, or travel to visit here, but there's a finite amount of land area on which real estate can be built. So that's, that's in large part why real estate prices have been driven up, but it's also because it's performed brilliantly as an asset class. So there are a lot of people who invest in Manhattan real estate who don't even live here. They buy apartments basically to preserve wealth or to hedge against inflation in another American city or even if they live abroad and want to park some of their capital here because they view it to be a good long-term investment. Yeah, the real, the real estate in these major markets um, you know, go well beyond the utility of the real estate. They've almost become a commodity-like investment product where if you want to preserve capital, if you want to protect against inflation, um, you know, you'll want to own a, a tangible asset that has uh, long-term value that, you know, can price in, you know, future inflation. So what you've seen is that real estate, especially in these core markets, have become part of a diversified portfolio that give investors, um, you know, a, a different risk profile and a different return profile than equities or fixed income would. I mean, look, there are people, I'm sure you know wealthy people, and the first thing people do, whether they make it big as a basketball player or in, as an oil tycoon or whatever it is, the industry that's created some personal wealth, they come and they buy an apartment in Manhattan or they go and they buy an apartment in Miami. Um, you know, I've been around the real estate industry long enough that I've seen different groups of foreign investors show up in New York City with literally suitcases full of cash. You know, for a time it was Venezuelans, then it was Russians, then it was Chinese. And, and over time, the people themselves have changed, but the attractiveness of Manhattan real estate has not. And the same can be said in places like Miami, San Francisco, and then if we think even farther afield, London, Shanghai, Paris. There are cities all around the world that have become really expensive because the real estate is great to live in, but also great to invest in. Yeah, it's definitely been one of the things where if you look at how people get um, what, what the wealthy do with regards to inflation, I mean, these hard assets that they're in that uh, obviously there's a capital gains there too, and then increased cash flow and so forth, these hard assets that they have. It's a, it's a, it's a great play where the average person sees increases in the cost of living and just things that they need for basic survival, right? So food, housing, clothing, and, and so forth, and taking care of their, their families where the ultra wealthy has their money in these asset classes that benefit from inflation. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about, so one of the thing, the, the, the problems that you're solving is that people are priced out of these markets. Uh, what are some of the other things that uh, you're bringing to the marketplace and the value that you provide for investors and, and to the marketplace? So if a person wants to invest, and let's just use Manhattan as the example, but know that when we talk about Manhattan, you could change it out for the other major cities that we touched on earlier. If a person wants to invest in Manhattan residential real estate today, 
there's not really a great way to do it aside from going out and buying an apartment or getting a bunch of friends together and syndicating some real estate investments. There are certain closed-end funds that are available to ultra-high net worth investors. But generally speaking, there is no way to invest in a pure play investment that invests exclusively in Manhattan residential real estate. And that's what we're creating. Our vision for each of these RETFs is that once they are eligible, we will list them on the NASDAQ or the New York Stock Exchange. So there will be intraday trading the same way that there is for any other listed security or ETF. And that's something that doesn't exist in the pure play investment strategy in the markets that we're talking about today. And let's talk about some of the funds that you guys have available. How do, uh, can you share a little bit more just information about your first fund? Sure. We're, lo- we're launching with the Manhattan Fund. Um, and uh, our, our plan is to raise capital privately, um, both through our website and our network of broker-dealers, um, where you know, we can then use that capital to acquire um, you know, a portfolio of these assets diversified across Manhattan with the intent of then listing on the New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ and providing investors with liquidity. So we recently opened up the fund for investment. We're uh, currently accepting registrations of interest online. We'll begin closing capital into the fund later this year and begin making acquisitions. Um, And hopefully, you know, we'll, uh, you know, offer additional funds, you know, starting next year. And um, just to be clear, so you can, anybody listening can go to our website, www.getcompound.com. And on our website, we're taking soft indications of interest today for the Manhattan Real Estate Thematic Fund. Now, why this is interesting is because if if you've been reading any of the major news outlets, whether it's the New York Times, the Financial Times, the Wall Street Journal, or the more targeted real estate news outlets, you know that the Manhattan residential real estate market is particularly soft, which makes for a very good entry point for an investor who may not already own Manhattan residential real estate. The market's tumbled since 2015, which was the peak, and prices are down between 10 and 20% in different sub-markets in Manhattan. And we have a number of strategies to you know, take advantage of this, the weakness and the softness in the market. So we've been speaking to a lot of developers who uh, are e- either recently completing their developments or in the future are going to be bringing that inventory to market. Um, and, you know, we found that, you know, buying units in bulk uh, is a very interesting opportunity right now at significant discounts to retail pricing. And, you know, there's a lot of um, people that are, are, are concerned with where the market are, is in individual sellers. Uh, and, you know, for us, being a, an institutional type buyer in a non-institutional, really inefficient market, uh, there's certainly opportunities for us to take advantage of, you know, on single units as well. And these units the, that will be rent, rented out, this is a certain uh, demographic that's all, also targeted, right? What type, of, what type of renters are you looking for? Uh, what's their situation? I'm just thinking about, you know, protecting the downside too, right? From, a, from an investment standpoint, what are some of the risk management strategies that are in there and in the management of it, the secret sauce? So we rent to individual tenants who are qualified to rent the apartments that we're renting out. We run credit checks on them just like any other institutional quality landlord would use. Uh, Despite the softness on the for sale market in Manhattan, the rental market is actually quite strong. And Manhattan is still running at about 98% residential occupancy. So it's still a good market for landlords. 
We also, in order to make sure that we deploy the capital in the best possible way, are very aggressive users of data. So we look at historical data and drill down to the, the specific units that we're actually considering investing in to decide which units are most rentable, which are in neighborhoods that have outperformed or are likely to outperform in the future. And we've built an algorithm around that so that we can spend time on the few transactions that make the most sense because at any given time in Manhattan, there are about 4,500 to 7,000 apartments listed for sale and hundreds if not thousands of others that are being quietly marketed off market. So we have to decide how to spend our time and which transactions to chase. And so we use data in order to figure out which ones to pursue. You're listening to Janine Yorio and Jesse Stein on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic, market, and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion-dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number of solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. You're listening to Janine Yorio and Jesse Stein on the Cashflow Ninja podcast and are back to our interview. So from a user, uh, from a user uh, base, right, you go to the website, uh, it's, uh, can you walk us through setting up an account? How do you look at the fund to do your due diligence and what's the interface like and how liquid is investing in this fund if someone needs to, for whatever reason, sell uh, their share in it? So today, somebody goes to our website, they go to www.getcompound.com. If you scroll to the bottom, it says, learn more about becoming an investor. You enter in your email address, and if um, we'll respond to you by email and give you an access code so that you can enter the private investor login of our website. And there you can read more about the fund. You can download marketing materials um, and share them with whomever else you, you rely upon to make good investing decisions. And then you register it, your interest in investing. You don't have to create an account today. Um, it's just a soft commitment. And then we'll get on the phone or deal with you by email, however you prefer to conduct business, and we'll walk you through the process and, and take you through every step of the way. Now, the liquidity part, um, while the fund is being uh, marketed privately, there is no liquidity. The liquidity that we'll look to give our investors will come when we list the security on the NASDAQ or the New York Stock Exchange. But until then, the investment is a liquid. And what's the approximate time frame that you have in mind for that period where people would invest in this and then from the time it goes public or you take the fund public? We anticipate that we'll be able to uh, apply to list in the first quarter of 2019. But between now and then, the investors who invest earliest, not only do they get shares in the RETF, but we are sharing with them some uh, participation in the parent company. So for taking an early leap with us, you not only get the reassurance of investing in Manhattan real estate today, but you also get a piece of the tech startup that's the technology platform that will sell an entire family of these three TFs. 
Uh, elaborate a little bit more on that, because that might be something that a lot of listeners did not catch or nor understand um, of how this is uh, set up um, as far as from the parent company and so forth. And then also maybe if you can share a little bit um, about the venture capital funds that are invested or well, have invested uh, in Compound. Sure. So uh, from a structural perspective, the way that we're set up is that Compound uh, is the general partner and asset manager of each of the funds. And because we are, you know, really just getting started and we're a startup, uh, we wanted our early investors to be able to participate in the long-term growth of Compound as well. Uh, so, you know, as Janine said, we are offering an interest in that parent company, Compound, uh, you know, for certain investors who come into the Manhattan Fund on an early basis. Uh, that is the same company that has been backed by a number of venture capital funds, uh, some of the biggest in the country and around the world. And, you know, really, we, we, we don't just want investors. We want uh, long-term partners. We want people who are going to help us grow, root for us, and, you know, participate in not only this Manhattan fund, but, you know, additional funds down the line and, and, and to help us grow. MC, we've watched as the real estate industry through outsiders like Airbnb, WeWork, and Compass, the online real estate brokerage firm, have all achieved valuations well over a billion dollars in a relatively short period of time. And that's the kind of explosive growth we're looking to recreate here at Compound. We're backed by some of the biggest venture capital firms in the world already, and we'll look to be continually adding partners who bring strategic distribution and who think like we do. The reason why real estate technology startups have been so explosively growing and have been so disruptive is because real estate itself is such an enormous industry and it hasn't changed very much until recently. And we see changing out the cap stack is one of the most fundamental ways that we can bring value by bringing new investors to the table. We watched in the 1980s when State Street came to market with ETFs and they came with a relatively small idea that seemed like a niche product and over time they've grown into an enormous industry where they're one of the major players, but there are hundreds of other companies who have gone on to create a lot of wealth for their investors. We want to do the exact same thing with the RETF by providing new liquidity into an old market that's enormous. So the, so the investors that do come in early, what they're investing in is Manhattan real estate and the risk profile that goes along with that. But they're also getting the upside of a venture capital-backed technology company. Basically, you buy shares in the RETF, that's a real estate investment, and you get some shares in the tech company for free. So it's a little bit of a double play of real estate and technology. For our earliest investors, yes, that's the case. What is some of the, uh, uh, what, what's your investor profile? Who is this a good uh, opportunity for? Um, and uh, yeah, who, who is this probably not a good opportunity for? So today we're open to accredited investors, so that's a little bit of a limitation. So far, we've received the most interest from, as you might expect, sort of middle-aged men. Um, we'd like to see that profile change over time. Obviously, uh, I'm not a middle-aged man, so we're looking to bring more people to the investment table, people who may have felt left out. We also have a strong network of early adopters who love what we're doing and like to be a part of new things, but who obviously understand the allure of real estate investing, and they tend to skew a little younger. 
Fantastic. And I'm sure this has been a great learning experience. A lot of, lot of exciting things going on, uh, the R- RTFs and, and so forth. What are you guys studying right now and what are you guys learning? One of the things that I've observed from very wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying and always learning new things. Um, you know, we obviously, everybody asks us what we think about blockchain. So we want to make sure that we always understand and watch what's happening there. We are cautious. I wouldn't even say cautiously optimistic yet, but we're cautious about what's happening with blockchain. We are definitely uh, big users of data. I hate to throw around buzzwords like big data or AI, but we definitely use data in a different way than I'd ever used when I was with a less technology sophisticated company uh, doing real estate investment work. Um, What else are we learning about today? Robots, drones, all sorts of different things. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, blockchain is, is something that a lot of folks are uh, talking about and keeping an eye on. What are some of the things that you're looking at uh, at potential impacts and how it could be potentially used in the, in the real estate industry? I think the most telling thing I've watched, um, and it's not specific to blockchain, it's more about the ICO world, is that uh, what I've seen is that there are pockets of wealth all around the world that have long been ignored by the capital cities. So for example, we've seen a lot of ICO investment come out of former Soviet republics, come out of Vietnam, places where if you were setting up a company and going on a roadshow and you were based in New York City, you probably wouldn't think to go. But it turns out there are people there who are sophisticated investors that still want access to good investments. And the beauty of the ICO industry is that all of those different players could come to the table. So that's an interesting takeaway. It's not specific to blockchain, but it's about sort of democratizing investment globally and making sure that you make a product that's accessible to investors who want access to an asset class that they might have a difficult time accessing using what's normally at their disposal for investment. Yeah, we, we don't really think there's um, a benefit or, or utility to blockchain in our business right now, maybe down the road. Uh, I think it probably needs more widespread adoption. But, you know, what I think blockchain and some other, you know, advancements have done is that it has put the incumbents in the financial financial industry on notice that they need to innovate, that they need to improve their products, and like Janine said, make it more accessible for a wider group. Um, So we're excited at, you know, some of the progress that's being made by larger financial institutions that will be able to help us down the road. Obviously, the economy plays into and, and the real estate market in general plays into uh, performance of inv- investments and so forth. Where do you guys see, are we currently in the market cycle as far as the economy, uh, maybe from a big perspective and then the markets as well? And also the, the housing markets. I believe you, you, you had mentioned that it's a soft market right now in Manhattan. Um, what, do you, what do you see in both of those areas? You know, on the, on, the, on the macro front, I think you're starting to see a lot of people, especially over the last, you know, month or two, uh, getting concerned with the rise of interest rates and a rise in inflation. Uh, we think both of those are helpful for Manhattan real estate investment. Uh, in your major markets, you know, that inflation uh, can usually be priced into rent and, and long-term appreciation. In certain markets, secondary, tertiary markets, I don't think that's necessarily the case. These are markets that are more 
concerned with generating income rather than long-term appreciation. And therefore, when interest rates rise, uh, your values in those markets will probably fall. So I think you need to look market by market uh, and how you know the macro expectations you know will impact each of those markets. And that's one of the reasons why we're focused on these major markets. Manhattan's going to trade at a low cap rate regardless of what interest rates are. Um, there's going to be demand on the investment side uh, as well as the rental side in Manhattan, um, you know, regardless of what happens in the economy. And you can't really say that in a lot of other markets. Very, very interesting. Uh, now, one of the, uh, the, the big things and a core message of my show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Ooh, now do you want me to focus on building wealth or achieving happiness? Because I don't think they're necessarily that related. Yeah, I, I think uh, start with the wealth and maybe throw, throw in one with the happiness and success. Okay, so my first lesson would be to live frugally. I think we live in an extremely consumer-centric society where so much money is wasted on stupid things where we're trying to find happiness through materialism. And if you pare back and really live a more minimalist lifestyle, you're less encumbered by your, your crap. Um, but you also have more disposable income to do fun things like travel or entertain your friends. Um, and that's how I live. And, and I think I found a lot of happiness by really paring down. Uh, the second thing I would say is don't follow the herd. Um, so many people just do what everybody else is doing. And that applies to almost every aspect of life. I, you know, I'm a woman. I see women do it with everything from handbags to hairstyles. And, and people really don't have the courage to think for themselves. It's no different when it comes to investing. If you do what everybody else is doing, you're going to have the same results as everybody else, and you're not going to find the real investment opportunities. You have to have the courage to think for yourself and follow your own convictions and invest along those lines. I know Warren Buffett has a phrase that people like to quote all the time, which is, be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. Good investors do their own homework and think for themselves. And then the last, you know, I have to say this, but um, invest in real estate. It's rare that you meet somebody who bought real estate a long time ago and held it who has any, who feels badly about having made that decision. If you look at all the old wealthy families, they park their wealth in real estate. Real estate is, for the most part, one of the best fail-safe ways to wealth creation that you can find. And so investing in real estate is a really good strategy for people of all ages. And I'll just add one point to that last one, which is don't sell your real estate. Yes, Buy no. and hold. That's how you really generate wealth over the long term. And then Janine's motto of life happiness, which is something I've spent a lot of time thinking about, is um, if you want to find happiness for yourself, this has nothing to do with wealth, what you want to do is surround yourself by people who you spend your life trying to make happy and spend your life trying to make those people happy, but only spend your time with people who reciprocate. And that's Janine's uh, 101 secret to happiness. Fantastic. Jesse, how about you? He's not happy, so... I oh. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. He's happy. I'm very happy. I'm smiling right now if you could see me. <laughs> My um, advice for achieving uh, 
wealth is to buy and hold, as I said earlier. And as far as achieving happiness, um, don't seek out the wealth. Um, <laughs> you know, do 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 what you like, and uh, you can get wealthy um, really doing anything um, if you do it well. And um, let your common sense be be what what guides you, not. Uh, not potential misinformation or other people's opinions. Fantastic. Guys, how can my listeners learn more about you? Where can they follow you? And where can they uh, learn more about Compound? So we're everywhere. We're on the internet. We have a website, www.getcompound.com. And we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn as at Get Compound. Great. Well, thank you so much to you both for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for my listeners. Thank you. Great. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the United States. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Learn how to find the best deals by downloading your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. Thank you for joining me again on the Cashflow Ninja. Thank you for all your support. You rock. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com or text cashflowninja to 44222. I'm also posting daily videos on Facebook and YouTube and will live stream weekly starting May 2018. To make sure you don't miss any of the live streams, please like and subscribe to my Facebook and YouTube platforms. I'm also dropping content on Instagram daily. Be sure to follow us on Instagram to get in on the action. I want to thank you for spending your most precious resource with me today, your time. That's our show for today. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.